Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paradox. I'm Jimmy. And I am excited as we are bringing to a conclose, a conclose. A conclose. Use conclose in a sentence. Please conclose your mouth as I continue with the introduction to our podcast. (laughs) Excited that we are bringing to a conclusion our three-part series on the film documentary Mind, Heart, World about the devastating impact of pornography on all that we know uh, put out by Test the New Drug. Hopefully you guys have gone to... Fight the New Drug. Fight, excuse me. What did I say? Test Test the New Drug. drug. (laughs) Okay, inside joke before we went on. But also, the test the new drug implies watch the new drug, watch porn. Yes, which is not. You don't want to test that. Testing the new drug is the opposite of what they're going for. Yes, they are fight the new drug. Mindheartworld.org is where you find three 30-minute or so videos. Hopefully, you've gone, you've seen that. We really do want you to let us know what your experience has been, especially if you watched it as a couple, if you watched it with older kids. Uh, male and female. As we said, you know, we think of pornography as just a male problem, but 30% of, of all people that are looking at pornography are female. Again, not to just uh, be the, the poop in the punch bowl, but if you have a daughter, your daughter will not date anyone who has not viewed, most likely, tens of thousands of hardcore pornographic videos. Except for my daughter. Correct. Uh, I just saw a stat this week also put out by Fight the New Drug that the latest research is 94% of all children, to include Baptist and Evangelical and kids that go to church schools, 94% of all children... Surely not Republicans. Well, no, these are all Democratic numbers. 94% (laughs) (laughs) will have viewed hardcore pornography by age 14. 94%, 94%. You know what? I give that a a yowzas. Yeah. Hence us talking about it and talking about it on a regular basis. So we really do want you to let us know the experience of watching these videos. Video number one, porn's impact on the brain. Not just the impact, how it changes Changes, the brain. Literally changes the brain. Number two, it's impact on relationships. Yes. How it numbs us and how it brings about a lack of focus on authentic human-to-human relationships. It, it all but prevents your bonding with the screen. Yeah. And then today is how it negatively impacts the world. And this is something that really is not discussed very much at all. And it's a great thing, but we're discussing now how porn impacts the brain. And we, I think a lot of people can wrap their brains around how their brains are impacted by pornography and about how it trashes our relationships. That's, I think, what most impactful or what it impacts or people get the most, I guess, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is, okay, that makes sense that it impacts my marriage or something like that. But I love Fight the New Drug in that they carried this a step further and they focused on 
how this worldwide global billions and billions of dollar industry, how it is impacting the world as we know, how it's impacting society, and how it is impacting the lives of those who are involved in the industry. I love how they see, and again, uh, what I love about them is everything they're talking about, every number they throw out, none of it's anecdotal. This is not something like a preacher would use an illustration that begins with once there was a lad. The illustrations that they're giving are hard numbers. These are empirical, scholarly research that are spitting these numbers out. Have you ever started a sermon illustration with once there was a lad? No, but I once sat under a pastor that that's virtually how every illustration went. There once was a little lad? Yes. Was there once the... was a lad. And he, because there's a book, 7,000 illustrations for sermons. Mm. And they're all these kind of old, 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 old stories. The lad stories. He would also say, Did there this once was a pastor... lad that went into the forest and brought back a Whoa, yeah. beep that out. Bro. No, it's a, it's a, it's wood. You bring back wood. No, no, be definitely <laughs> beep that no, out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't care. But that's, that's the word that he used. So we're not, since we're not Bill talking... already beeped that out, you didn't hear it. The word Jimbo just said rhymes with maggot. Yes. And I'm, and I used that to say it wasn't like he was just all, he was in church and said culturally maggot? relevant. Uh, he did, yeah. Yeah, because it was he was taught he was he was using the correct word for what the lad went into the forest and brought back the maggot. Yeah, of wood. No way, that's a real word. Look it up. We'll all wait. I'm gonna Urban Dictionary it. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Sorry. The numbers. The numbers are hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of people view all forms of pornography every day. And when I say all forms of pornography, this is not just about a boy and a girl having intercourse. Everything. Hundreds of millions of people are, are viewing every paraphilia, every perversion. I would say it's very much not about a boy and a girl engaging in intercourse. They, they blow past that pretty quickly. And so they start with the premise of just how many, how many hundreds of millions are viewing this. And then they drop this little bombshell. And I, I've, I've never heard this number before, but it seems appropriate. They said 97 billion, 97 billion hours of pornography are viewed each year. Now keep in mind, every year, and by the way, 97 billion hours equates to 52,000 years. And there's only like, what is it, 7 billion people on the planet? Yes. 92 billion hours. 97 billion 97 hours. So billion hours. 52,000 years worth of pornography are viewed every year, drumroll please, on only one porn site. If that lets you know how many hundreds of how many millions of people are viewing hardcore every form of hardcore pornography imaginable every single day. They make the point that we are living in an unprecedented time. We're living in this massive worldwide social experiment because there's, this has never existed before. There have never been, and again, we're talking anywhere between 8 and 11 years of age is the first exposure to hardcore pornography. 
So people's first exposure to sexuality is not on a date in high school. It's not on the honeymoon. It's not even finding dad's playboy that was thrown out and fell out of the trash can. And this has become the absolute norm for the world. And no one's ever lived in this before. They talked about how, obviously, one pornographic experience isn't going to lead to you sex trafficking and isn't even necessarily going to impact the world all that much. But all the tens of thousands of millions of people, of billions of people watching porn. Every click. And all the different hours of the day and the different websites, all those small little bitty pornographic touches can drastically impact our world. And I love it because they use the example of this uh, this bronze statue. St. Peter? Of St. Peter in Rome and about how his foot is now just a nub and no one took a blowtorch to it. It's that over a thousand years, people coming up and just the, the chemicals on human fingers touching the copper or bronze or whatever it was has just worn it away to nothing. Not one touch but millions of touches over a thousand years brought about. He doesn't. He's a clubfoot now. Uh, you would think he's Peter. He could get that healed, but he's got a clubfoot. On this clubfoot, yeah, I will build my church. <laughs> Which that's not bad because it might be pretty accurate. Anyway, just just how because no one thinks this. It's a victimless crime, right? No one even knows. Uh, I'm not impacting another person. So everyone kind of just thinks, hey, this is just between me and my phone. What's the harm? I was thinking of a funny joke there, but I didn't say it. But I just want you to know I had a joke in my head. Okay, good. Thank you. So, and okay, that one, to your point earlier, that one isn't. But that one multiplied by hundreds of millions is where we get the worldwide consequences of this social experiment. And I love the social experiment piece because we don't know. We don't know. There's research that's linking porn, not only linking, but a strong correlation mm-hmm. between pornography and sex trafficking, which we'll get to. But we don't fully know the implications. We don't know. Because we haven't had this amount of pornography for a longitudinal survey yeah. to be We don't know. Done. And that's the scary thing. That's the, when, now we have the majority and mm, the vast majority of young men, say, in their 20s that are getting married, and they have literally grown up on hardcore pornography. And we talked about its impact on the brain, and so you have an entire generation worldwide of young boys that are getting married, entering into a real life with a real girl relationship, and their brains are physiologically different than they were a generation ago. When it comes to wanting the supernormal, uh, needing a bigger hit of dopamine, we don't know. We don't know. And that's really, really kind of scary. I love where they, and when we talk about this worldwide experiment, you know, how, how a million little clicks, a million little unintended actions can lead to massive worldwide consequences. And one of those can be how boys are now going to be trained and raised to view women, because as they describe, and to strike that, as researchers, PhDs that they interview, they they claim that porn is a recipe for rape because it teaches boys to be violent when they are physically intimate with a girl. Because 95% of all pornographic scenes involve a woman being 
hit. Do people know that? I don't think people know that. I think they think, oh, oh, well, it's just... They're so loving. They're caressing each other. Yes, they're making love. They're husband and wife. 95% of every of, of these this 52,000 years worth of pornography viewed every year on one site, 95% of that involves a woman being hit. And the, the, the crazy thing is the woman's response in all those 95% scenes is they either grin and act like they like it or they have no response at all. And this... Over 52,000 years worth of porn every year over a long period of time teaches boys that girls must like being hit. It also, I thought was interesting, teaches the girls Girls watching that they need to learn to like it. To like it. Yowza. It makes you lose your breath. It teaches not only that, but it also teaches disengagement. We've talked about that before, you know, the, the desensitization the objectification. It teaches disengagement from yourself and from others. And once you have disengaged from yourself and others, then it lowers the barriers to what you'll do to another person. You see that in in old research, you know, about what crowds will do or what a group of people will do is completely different. If you took one of those sniveling little black mask-wearing Antifa people and sit him in a room alone, He'd, he'd wet his pants, put him in a big wad of, of hundreds of them and give them a baseball bat, and all of a sudden they become very brave, and they'll do things that they would never do individually alone. And so once you, 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 you separate yourself and you disengage from other people, you become desensitized. Regu- and, and here are the numbers. Regular porn viewers are one-third more likely to be involved in domestic violence. So research shows that porn watching leads to more violence. That's not, oh, do video games make kids want to... There's hard numbers that show that porn teaches more violence for, for young men. And that's all. Young men don't need to be taught that any more than they already are. Porn teaches almost the exact opposite of the Me Too movement. And then they move into how porn impacts... Not almost. Yeah. But the exact opposite of the, the Me Too. exact opposite. And were you about to move past the Me Too? Uh, yes. They actually spent, they kind of elongated the Me Too point. That it's just now since 2017 that we've really, as a culture, stepped out and spotlighted how horrifically women have been treated over the years in the workplace or in the home with domestic violence. And it's become more and more, thank God, a thing over the past two years. And they talk through how pornography is playing into that. Yes. And so you can't really be for hashtag me too and porn at the same time. And by that, I mean, speak out against it publicly, but in privately view porn. Mm -hmm. Like those two are antithetical. 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 Thank you. And how many times have you had a couple come in your office and the woman will say, you know, he slapped me. You know, he, he's, he, you know, we were having sex and he, he slapped me. I mean, I, literally, I've lost count of the number. Or, or he slapped my rear end or whatever. Just a very jarring behavior. And these are 30s, 40s, 50-year-olds uh, who, did, who have not had this, this almost preschool education toward this. Then they do, quickly, because we're going to get out of here, they moved into porn's impact on the people in the porn industry. And that is some of that's wild. 
because the thought is, and I've had, I can remember very distinctly this one, one man who wanted his wife, they, were, they both came in, they were very upset, and he wanted her to perform a certain sex act. And he said, I don't, care. I don't understand why you don't like it. You know, women love this. I mean, I, like, it's like, well, what, what, did you go and ask him? No, he, he was just all but admitting that he's watched porn forever. And when she didn't want to do it, he, he got incensed that over time, I had one guy, and this was a long time ago, and he, how come you divorced? He said, I just wanted this sex act. And so I divorced my wife so I could go get this sex act. The thought is that when you're watching porn, now there are some sexually engaged, unrepressed women there. Now, see, honey, that's what you need to be more like. And what we know from research is that these women are debased, they're degraded, they're physically abused. A lot of times it's bait and switch. They'll be told they're coming to do one type of scene, but then when they get there, they dangle more money. They'll humiliate them. They'll tell them they'll be blackballed in the industry if they don't do another type of sex act. And this one lady, she said, I'm a China doll. I have a, a smile painted on my face. I have to act. I'm being paid. I will not pay my rent. I will not you know, keep my kids in daycare if I don't look like I'm enjoying this, not only to models on the cover of, you know, whatever magazine, they don't look like that. It's all photoshopped. It's all, your blemishes are taken out, legs are elongated. They, the supermodels don't even look like supermodels. All guys are trying to say, oh, well, I want my wife to be like this. The women in the porn aren't like that. That's not, no one's like that. It's all fake. It's all a facade. The women involved, and you don't know if the person you're watching has been sex trafficked or not. Yeah, I love that point. I was about to say that. They made an interesting point, and you might think, no, I I watch only porn that the actors are paid and they sign a contract. And well, you don't necessarily know know because they're all taught and demanded either by gunpoint or by some sort of coercion, they're all taught to act like you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. The the girl that said I was a China doll, she was sexually abused from a young age mm-hmm. and like an 11 started to be trafficked yes. and sold for sex. And she was videoed. Videoed. And you don't know if she's done up to look older, but mm-hmm. it's an 11-year-old. You don't know if, if, if she looks older, if this is actually a paid actress or someone that is 11 and being trafficked. Because one of the number one categories, if, if you want to, something that's disturbing, the number one, this is another stat I read this week, the number one category of pornography last year, I think, or something like that, was stepmom, stepson pornography. Where they're not actual, but I mean, that's the, the role that's being played out. And other, the top categories are teen and barely legal. So, oops, these people are all over age. They may just look like they're younger. You don't know You don't that. know. You don't know. And what we do know is these, these sex traffickers, they bring these women over. They own them. They threaten to destroy their families if they don't comply. And so they're like a, an acting agent where they just farm these women out to be involved <laughs> in, in the hardcore pornography. Any pornography that you, that you see, it's... This statement was pretty, you know, devastating. Porn is a documentary of women's abuse and humiliation. Anytime any one of us looks at pornography, you are feeding the beast. And you'll, gosh, why so many? Why 52,000 years, 
You know, it's it's like, well, why is a sumo wrestler fat? It's because he, he eats a lot. Well, the, the porn industry is this large because we click that much. And it is not a victimless crime. There's a devastation that follows that click. Maybe not that one click, but that one click hundreds of millions of times, hundreds of millions of times a day brings about devastating results. Talked about one porn star male that did it just to find work in Hollywood and then kept doing it. And he said that my cycle was I had to do porn to get money to buy drugs and the drugs yes. then hid my pain yes. of doing porn. So it was and that was a guy cycle. That was a guy. Another one of the porn stars that they interviewed was a girl that signed up for and wanted this lifestyle, thinking she'd be a, a a lawyer afterwards. But even someone again that willingly signed up found how devastating the indus- industry was, and how and yet she still felt taken advantage of. The fringe aspects of this is you have something like Teen Vogue coming out and just saying, "Hey, girls, sex working." Sex work for a woman is just another type of work. So it's not just pornography. It's this culture of death, this culture of, of such an intense secular humanism that we are God and that we can and, and that we can make these choices and that there are no consequences for these choices. And yet the consequences are pretty devastating. So we would love, we would love to hear from you. If you saw the video series, your response to it, Uh, If you saw it as a couple, if you saw it individually, if you saw it with your older kids, please get back in touch with us. And you can find that on ParadoxPodcast.com. If you want more information about this episode or anything previous, it's ParadoxPodcast.com. You can also find us on our socials there. We appreciate you listening, and we would love for you to review and share. Take care. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to TherapyWithBilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com.